Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Movie Dummies Podcast. Here are your idiot hosts. I mean regular hosts. Adam and Joel. Oh, thank you, Otto. Welcome to the Movie Dummies Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Adam. I'm Angela. No Shannon this week, but we have a great, great movie we're going to talk about. It is Undercover Blues from 1993, starring Dennis Quaid, uh, Kathleen Turner, mm-hmm. and the Tooch. Mm-hmm. The Tooch. There are a lot and, of people in this, man. You watch it and you're like, oh my gosh, like the 90s stars. Yeah. I told you. Ooh, like. Yeah, it was like a treasure trove. It was awesome. It was. We got people doing accents. I love Tom Arnold. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's got a very small part in the movie, but he's funny when he's in it. Right. Well, yeah, um, yeah, I like him. He's the awesome way, in True Lies. The way I class. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> the way I classify this movie is, I think it's just like this cult classic that's waiting to happen. I don't know why this movie never took off at all. Cause I think it's a lot better than. Uh, people remember it and i think it's better than a lot of movies that are made today well i think it's so good it's kind of a lot of movies weren't done like this but you know we always talk about that's aware kind of um and it's kind of it's just kind of quippy it's kind of like it turned out the way they wanted it to i think you know it's not like they're trying for some kind of great comedy right but it's not like they're trying for like a really I don't know, it was weird. It had a super weird vibe, like an unnatural 90s vibe to it. Yeah, it doesn't really belong in the time period. Right, right. So it was, it was I thought it was, yeah, anyway, sorry. And then you've got, okay, we'll get into it. But before we get into it, before we deep dive into the Undercover Blues, let's uh, let's recommend some stuff, Adam. Um, Absolutely. So um, can we not recommend something too? Yeah, go ahead. Tell, tell me right, something so I should I'm never gonna, watch. I'm gonna not recommend Winona Winona Earp. <laughs> <laughs> I took that guess when I saw the cover art. Well, I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm like, oh, it looks kind of like a like a uh, like a a hybrid of like Tombstone meets Supernatural meets like Constantine, and it was just horrible acting. <laughs> um, the plot wasn't half bad. But it's like, but that means it wasn't it just, half good either, right? Well, it just yeah. So don't see it. Don't see it. <laughs> Last night we got uh, the Lego Batman movie. Oh yeah. Um, I only saw snippets of it because I was busy cleaning up after like ten kids and whatnot. It looks really good. I'm excited to see it. I would recommend it already. I'm the it's only hilarious. clips I heard from the kitchen and saw. So yeah. I'm excited to watch it because we bought it. So yeah. I love like the very first thing is a black screen. All great movies start with a black screen. And then he goes, <laughs> Logos, Warner Bros. 
Maybe that means well, brothers. I don't know. <laughs> right. It's, it's so yeah. So I'm gonna stick with that. So I'm got those ones going, and I think that's all. Ooh, I did start one other series, mm-hmm. and I would say um, Westworld. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> good, but like super inappropriate. <laughs> it's weird. It's just crazy. Uh, yeah, I was not picturing people having sex with robots, so that's well, just weird. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's not even like that's only a portion of the show. Most of it is like just nude robots sitting there getting worked on. It's weird. No, but the weird part is like people go to this place and they just like continue as like they're not interacting with like no. It's weird. It's just like. They get coaxed upstairs in a saloon to like a little whorehouse by a robot, and they're okay with that. Well, yeah, that's what so they're like, there for. That's crazy. That's like, crazy to me. It's like Fantasy they're Island for, for degenerates. Full... Right. They're right. there for but the full there's... Western experience. But they're still robots. Yeah, yeah but they look that real. Means, that means... Don't, don't get me wrong. It wouldn't it be ain't. any better if they were real humans and they were whoring out, but <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's crazy. Well, because they're it's robots, crazy. it means it's not cheating, right? Right. I mean, sure. it's just weird. It's just, it's it's a crazy concept to think I mean, about you, because... You can't tell me You know, eventually, it. if science continues, I mean, they're making sex robots now, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, for sure. Um, yeah, so, I mean, technology will continue to progress, and it'll exponentially get better. I, I mean, think what you're trying to ask is, out of all the things you could do with a robot, why would you do that? Yeah, I'm like, fine, it's a theme park. That's great. Why but you gotta, to me, I, I don't know. Westworld exists in a world where robots already, they already take your garbage out. They are, you know, robots are already doing everything else. They're like, well, what else can we make them do? It's not like that well, was the first thing they made robots for. Well, but I think it's weird because it's just like, all right, at what point does my computer get smart enough to want to start a relationship with it? It's like it's well, weird. no, this is this it's is the dilemma. Weird. So robots exist in other places in the world that Westworld exists right. in, but why did the Arnold? Why did Arnold create these robots to become sentient? Right. You know what I mean? That's the mystery of the show. What is the maze? And that guy's crazy, man. That guy's nuts. And it's so, uh, anyways, it's fantastic. So without without any spoilers yeah i wish i could watch it on like vid angel or something though because there's a lot of like inappropriateness going on for me it's kind of like and it's not bad stuff it's just kind of like it makes me like think too much rather than enjoying it it's just like why would they do that what how could somebody <laughs> how how is that possible and then i'm realize i'm rewinding it because i missed the last 2 minutes of dialogue yeah. so People are Anyways, degenerates. So man. that's mine. So that's mine. What about you, Angela? Um, unfortunately, I was so busy today that I didn't really watch anything at all. I have no recommendations, nothing to not write. Oh, I do have something not I cannot recommend. There you go, let's do it. Um at the very end of the day yesterday, I uh, sat down and I was really excited because there was a new Great British Baking something <laughs> and I was like yay I love the Great Bit- British Bake Off and it turned out to be the judges they, they're they calling it the master something masterpieces or something like that and it's the judges the attempting 
Yes, <laughs> it's <laughs> master class. That's what it is, master class. And it's the judges from the show creating, like, what they would create if right. they if it was their challenge. And oh. I found it to be incredibly dull. I was disappointed. <laughs> so yeah, because they so probably weren't running around crazy. None of them dropped their cake on the floor, and there was no drama, right? So right. And as as far as I can tell, there was no time. Ah. Right. You know, they weren't actually doing it within the time limits. And, That's hilarious. You know, they were just like it was. It was basically like, "Hey, do you want to make a cake like this? Here's the recipe for it." Which you, you know is fine, but it's not what I was expecting. So, I was disappointed. So, would you be more apt to watch that? Like, if they could do the exact same show the exact same way, just like without the British accent, would you still watch the British one? Without the British accent, well, they do How an American version British? of the show, Adam. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Is the only reason why you're drawn to it because it was British? No, no. I, I no, like that's the where it great started. British Bake Off. I just like the show. Um, it's, oh. Yeah, they, they've it's done fun. an American they, version they... of it, but it that's where it started. It started in England. Mm. And one of the things I like about it is that, two, it's it's a competition cooking show or whatever, but two of the, you know, they go for a weekend. They don't like live in a house somewhere you know they're not confined to one another all the time and um which often happens in most competition shows in the u.s and they go for a weekend they have three challenges and they have the opportunity to prepare for two of the challenges every week they know in advance what the first challenge and what the last challenge is going to be so they have the opportunity to prepare and to practice so it, they're not just getting thrown to the wolves right mm. um the middle challenge is a technical challenge so they don't know what it is before and but it's always something super classic it's always something super you know oh, it's where a classic cherry tart right where and then they don't you give you all the ingredients well, they give you all the ingredients, but, but not, they not how much. They don't give you right. They might not. They don't give you the entire recipe. Right. They'll tell you to make a sponge cake, but they don't tell you the ingredients for the sponge cake. You know, if the mm-hmm. sponge cake is the foundation of whatever you're making, they'll just say make a sponge. And at that level, you should be able to just make a sponge. So it weeds out the people who don't necessarily have the training or the technique to be the quote unquote master baker. Master and I baker. just I <laughs> and I like that they time. have a fighting chance. Gotcha. You know, that's well this was the uh, most great American, American or Great British Bake Off podcast. We'll see you next week when we talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and that's what I get for not having anything to recommend, eh? Yeah. Eh? Yeah, I get it worked out fine. No, that's good. Don't watch that because it's boring as balls. Right, watch the actual Great British Bake Off. There you go. How boring are balls? They're really boring. You know, (laughs) they're so boring. I never play with mine anymore. I I just keep them in their package. (laughs) Oh, Oh. Anyways, uh, the things that I would like to recommend, uh, this this movie called Loving, came out last year, it was an Oscar contender, it's about the landmark, it's about the people behind the landmark miscegenation trial from the 1960s, Loving v. Virginia, where the Supreme Court determined that marriage is a right, and uh, interracial marriages should be illegal. Should be legal? Legal. 
as in okay. okay. Yes. And this couple, Richard, uh, man, I forget her name. The Lovings. <laughs> I want to say Martha, <laughs> but, you know. Uh, it's beautifully acted. It's directed by and written by Jeff Nichols. He's one of my favorites. He did Mud, Midnight Special, stuff like that. Mm. And he's mm-hmm. he's really, really good. And, uh, you know, this movie had all his hallmarks. Great acting. Michael Shannon's in it. I love Michael Shannon. Yeah, he's in all those movies. So Very, very good. Was, was Michael Shannon in Mud? Yep. He's in all of them, dude. <laughs> little part, big part. He's in there. He's got just a tiny little part in this movie, but he's good in it. Um, Joel Edgerton is uh, plays Michael Richard Shannon's Lovett. intense, dude. Yeah, he's an intense dude. He is. He, uh, what was that movie where he played the, uh... Iceman? Yeah. 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 He did phenomenal in that movie. I think he always does pretty well. He's a good actor. Yeah, yeah, he does. Great character. I love him in Boardwalk Empire, too. Never seen I've never seen that. Oh, then I I do have a recommendation. Watch Boardwalk Empire. (laughs) Nice. Classic. That's so good. Oh, man. Yeah, so watch Loving. Steve Buscemi is amazing. Sorry. Watch Loving. Watch Loving. It's a very emotional movie, and their story is kind of amazing. So. Okay. Um, And I also went to the theater yesterday, and I saw Alien Covenant. Was it as good as everybody's not saying? <laughs> okay. It's fine. It adds to the mythology, which does it's just which is fine. Um, you get to find yeah. out how exactly the alien from Aliens, or you know, Alien and Aliens, the the xenomorphs going forward. You find out exactly how they were made, and it's exactly, exactly how you think. Um, but it's just it's almost like a uh, mirror image of Prometheus in that it is yeah. it's a really good first two acts of a movie and the third act is gone it doesn't exist so they're mm-hmm. they're missing an act of a movie and uh i recently was told on the internet to go check out this uh fan edit of prometheus called prometheus gift bearer and i was able to obtain a copy um which is cool because i own the uh, blu-ray of prometheus so i'm not breaking any laws there um if you check fanedit.org, you can find instructions on how to uh get your hands on it but it took prometheus and its broken narrative and how it was kind of like like i said it's almost a whole movie but you're missing the third act it rearranged some stuff and cut a whole bunch out and it is a complete good movie Hmm. from beginning to end it was astonishing at how different i felt after watching it so so i'm gonna pause you this is this is prometheus done differently yes they've taken added two They've taken all the the Blu-ray, and they've taken the deleted scenes and the existing scenes, and they've recut it. So it tells a narratively fluid story. So what's different, then? You'd have to watch it to find out. It's completely different. I mean, it's the the same scenes you've seen in the movie, plus some ones that were deleted, but they're put together in a different way that makes it a more compelling narrative. I mean, it sounds like they just botched the editing process. 
that's kind of how they did it. Like, if you can take a movie that didn't feel complete before, and you can make it complete just by rearranging the scenes, it's an incredibly uh, cool thing. And I'll just be waiting, I guess, for Alien Covenant to be redone by the same dude. Um, and then I'll be able to enjoy that. But, I mean, it's it's just not a whole movie. There's no conclusion to the movie. And it's a bummer. That is, that's very disappointing. To Prometheus or to Alien Covenant? To either of them. When, okay. in, in their original form. I, I never felt like you told the whole story of either one of them. Which is fine, I guess, if you can be assuring people that there's going to be the next movie is going to come out in two years, like a la Marvel, you know? Like, we're going to get the continuation to Star Wars every two years. It's going to happen. But Prometheus was what? Four or five years ago? Prometheus? Yeah, that was like 2009, wasn't it? It was a while ago. So, I mean, yeah, was... it's been a long time, and, it, you know, this is a long time to wait for its follow-up. So... Right. I will say, acting, cinematography, art direction, uh, score, they're all on point. Yeah, 2012 was Prometheus. Yeah, so... Um, everyone is really hits it out of the park. And I really liked Danny McBride's character. Um, he's kind of cast against type, where, um, you know, he's supposed to be that loudmouth, funny guy. Right. Which he kind of is in the movie, but he played kind of like the John C. Riley in Kong role, where he was like the emotional right. center. Hmm. Right. You know, I would never have pictured Danny McBride as the emotional center of anything. He's He's funny in the movie but he's not ridiculous like his characters normally are mm -hmm. he, he's just like a regular dude and he has some mm -hmm. stuff happen to him where you feel like a lot deeper for him because you've already grown to like him the movie begins this will be no spoiler to anyone with a death um and you're not just not connected to it at all and you're supposed to feel sorry for this lady uh, but you don't because you don't know second. anything about their relationship yeah so um I, the cameo I, I don't want to spoil for you because it's kind of funny that this person is in the movie but uh yeah you just don't care about the girl and her relationship with this guy doesn't really mean much to you um but uh danny mcbrides you kind of feel it so yeah oh, i'm excited to see it i saw uh, i watched one of the newer trailer releases the other day i'm like i was never a huge aliens fan until you years and years and years and years goes i don't i don't know if you remember this but it was a long time ago. I think I was in Missouri for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I've never really seen Alien. And they're like, oh, you got to go rent it. And I went and rented it from Blockbuster back oh, wow. when Blockbuster okay, was a kids. thing. <laughs> this is a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I really liked it. It was good. I mean, I remember watching parts of it, probably with you somewhere, but I was never like, oh, okay, Aliens. I've never been a big sci-fi fan um, until... I don't know, about nine, ten years ago, I started becoming more of a... Because the backstories are awesome, and the universe they build on a lot of these shows are really cool. So, But anyways, so I'm excited to see this one, all that to say. Yeah, it's it's a nice addition to the story. And uh, everything about it, except for like its story structure, is good. Mm -hmm. I think Ridley Scott makes amazing looking movies well whoever is cinematographer whoever he's got in charge of the art direction if it's you know i know famously he does all his own storyboards and stuff mm -hmm. so i mean he has an art art 
an artist's mind. So he he makes very cool things, but I think he needs a mind of an artist. Yeah, he needs to have somebody else in charge of his continuity and his story, because I mean, Alien, the first one, is like one of my favorite movies ever made. I love that movie so much. It's wow, fantastic horror. That was in one of your actually favorites when we used to do uh, what 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 was that show we did a long time ago? the other podcast uh, we used to do. Yeah, the other one. I yeah, forget the name of it already. Movie Layman. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh anyway. I love that movie a lot. And the these movies shouldn't be action movies, they should be horror movies because this freaking thing is scary as hell. You know, that I alien, could take it. The alien is scary. <laughs> Even when you kill it, it bleeds acid. I mean uh, I could kill it without I'd just choke it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh <laughs> And uh just be disgusted right now. <laughs> this thing would like so kill you. And Ew. this movie does a little bit more with the horror, and there's some pretty sweet gore in it. The alien, there's these uh well, I'll just say an alien tail whips someone in the face, and it's pretty awesome. Nice. Wow, thanks for spoiling that one. Yeah, you won't see it coming, trust me. You're gonna like I sat up in the theater and went, Ooh <laughs> That's how sweet it was. So <laughs> Go see Alien Covenant. As much as I have bad to say about it, I have just as much good to say about it. And I think it's worth the ticket because I want to see him finish the story. I want to see what happens. This is worth a movie experience. Yes, this is worth going to the big screen and seeing it. It is gorgeous. It better not be. It better not be disappointment, dude. You're going to owe me money. Um, Do you like watching people get slaughtered by an alien? I don't care. I'm just saying. Just be ready for an angry phone call if it sucks. It kind of sucks, so... But I think it should be seen on the big screen. Is it eye candy? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> and it's it's gorgeous <laughs> acting. Michael Fassbender Bronco is fantastic. Like. <laughs> and I'll, I'll throw this spoiler out there. In the movie, Michael Fassbender plays two characters. So it's... Ooh. He gets to approach being an android from two different perspectives. It's, it's very, very good. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right, 20 minutes on that bull crap. Let's get on to some Undercover Blues. Hmm. Undercover Blues. And let me just say. I had never seen this movie before. You know, I'm familiar with it. I don't, I can't remember if I've seen it or not. It's been since, a long time since 1993. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and Mm -hmm. guess that if you don't remember it, you probably haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I've never, I wasn't, probably, possibly. I love Dennis Quaid, though. I haven't seen this movie since the mid-90s, and I still remember it like it was yesterday. I love this movie. I was watching. I wonder, man, I wonder if his better-looking, better-talented brother did this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That guy's cray-cray. Nuts. And like like I said, this... Anyways, we'll get into it, but... The opening credits of this movie are completely dumb. They don't fit what you're about to see. No, so I think I think uh, they remind me of they remind me of like the, the like the style of look who's talking. I don't know why. Yeah, like two men and a, and a baby, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, that. They were, yes, they were too cutesy. Yeah, exactly. And this movie isn't cute. You know what I mean? They should have been. I don't think I don't mean it should have been like this means war with the the naked ladies and silhouette dancing while spy crap happens on the screen. I don't I don't I don't think that would have been the right move either. But you know. 
I think this movie would have been better if it was made in the 2000s after they stopped doing opening credits. And you Do like a cloak and dagger kind of fun twist to it. Well, we'll yeah. get into that, but... I mean, yeah, they definitely should have just jumped right into the if, movie. If they and, could have just started know, the movie and put the names on the screen as the action was happening, that would have been just fine. Right. Right. You know? Right. Anyways, I guess they wanted to let you know that there was a baby in the movie. Right, which I completely felt out of was out of place. It didn't make any sense. I don't understand why there was a baby other than to get the gags with, you know, him using a stroller to beat somebody up or whatever. You know, I just, I don't know. Well, it showed you that these were people who were ready to get out of the game. And yet they didn't even remotely attempt to get out of the game. So it just didn't make any sense. I don't know if they're ready to get out of the game or they just want a nice sabbatical out of the game. Well, they wanted, in their heads, they want to get out of the game because they're parents now. But I think that that thing that calls them to do what they do, you know, they can't shut that off. I was I was under the impression when they had the conversation that they wanted about eighteen months to kind of get fix it fixed and and established in a family and then maybe right. they were going to dabble back into it. But I, I never got the sense that it was a permanent leave. Well, no, not like permanent, permanent, but to a lesser extent, like maybe not going out in the field anymore. Huh. Maybe being okay. instructors to get the next generation going. I don't think they were going to quit their jobs. They need the money, but uh. You know, they angled to go on this next case for some sweet cash. Nice bonuses. Yeah, they got a, a whole half year's pay each just to do it in a bonus. Plus, you know, they got their extra paid leave of, I don't remember how much it was. So. $100 million. <laughs> <laughs> it's the U.S. government. What they are they, Dr. Evil? <laughs> so the movie starts off and we get uh, them crashing a party. And they meet the uh, Tom Arnold family, the Newmans. They're a fun family. Yeah, and you get like, yeah, and you get like the first Kamamami, uh, Kakamami like backstory that he gives people. Right. <laughs> yeah, but then he immediately told them the truth. Right. But they didn't right. believe him because well, the, the truth, truth right. is more ridiculous than. But the, I think it's the I think it's funny every time he comes up with something different. But right. and that was kind of a start. You could and, tell that was coming, but it and was not cool. only does he come up with something different, it it's always something ridiculous, right? You know, which that, matches his character really well, right? Yeah, it's fun. Yes, it's it is fun. And he like it's, when he says, "I'm an electrolux salesman to the cops when they first come in," and he goes, "They're the best suckers around." You know, that's a total yeah. dig at them. Yeah, right. And you can yeah. see Kathleen no, Turner probably. like. I love that. And she looks like you're laying on pretty thick. Right. I love that moment because she's like simultaneously like rolling her eyes at him, and she's like absolutely in love with him because this is the fun kind of crap she loves about him. Right. 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 I love that part. Yeah. Oh, they 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 got good like chemist screen chemistry. Yeah. I like. They really did. Fortunately, Kathleen Kathleen Turner was still a very feminine woman, so <laughs> that fit. Yeah. Um, it's definitely <laughs> long before the days of her pay- playing Charles Bing. Yeah, Chandler's daddy. Yeah. Viva so, Las Vegas. Right. <laughs> Viva Las Vegas. So, you know, it was believable. If they tried to make this movie today, I'd be like, what? No, well, it wouldn't be that would be weird. I'm not sure that's a woman, you know? I just... 
<laughs> I love her. Don't get me wrong, but look at those two dudes fight crime. <laughs> I, right. I didn't even. I. I mean, I just. I was on a. I remember watching Serial Mom from a long, oh, long boy. time ago with Kathleen oh, Turner. But oh, other than that, that's the other boy I remember her from. Yeah. But oh. other than that, I don't really have a frame of reference for her being, you know, a, a feminine. You don't remember character. romancing the stone? Well, just correct. She was a cartoon. <laughs> you don't remember romancing the stone? She was just drawn that way. Hello, anyone? I'm, I'm sorry. Remember what? Stone? Romancing the stone. She I was a romance of the stone? Yeah, and she was yeah. very much a damsel in distress in that movie, so she was very feminine. Weird. Gosh, dude, these are like, I knew there was like something super familiar about them. And the uh, the, the, the mom one that Ann just talked about, and Romance in the Stone. We used to watch Romance in the Stone all the time growing up, man. Yeah, Romance in the Stone, Jewel of the Nile, she's in those. Good movies. I'm not sure I've ever seen either of those movies. Well, oh, Romance in the Stone, you gotta see. We got really some podcast good. future. Yes. So... This is a great show, don't tell. Um, the dancing, the bullcrap. You, know, you see that Dennis Quaid is a fun-loving guy. He's super charming. You see that they're very much in love. They have a baby. And then we start getting to when they're starting to lie to Tom Arnold, the Newmans, that this is, you know, he just, he's going to be this guy. You, you immediately get that this is, okay, I know who this guy is. He's this smart aleck who is going to do this the whole movie. And he does. Thankfully. Right. And he yeah. does. He's super consistent. Yeah. And then we get, uh, he he wants to have a cigar, so Kathleen Turner's like, not here, get out of here. I understand that need. <laughs> yeah, so he goes and has a cigar on a walk with the baby, and this is where I think the movie become, goes from being like fun to being a classic, because right. he runs right. into Muerte! Muerte! Hey, the Morty. Tooch. <laughs> the Tooch. And he calls him... Immediately, he Morty. calls him Morty. He's so <laughs> condescending, it just kills me. <laughs> well, that's what this guy does. You know, he just he knows he's got it, and he knows he knows how to push buttons. Uh-huh. And it's awesome. Right. And he beats well, the piss the out of these two guys. Morty was was trying to rob him. He, Morty yeah. is a oh, he's yeah. a mugger. He's I should have said that. Turd. He's oh. some sort of like, if you believe what the cops say later, and then his actions in the bar. He is actually like a big deal among criminals, right? Right. Well, the funny Although, thing, I, I was—I don't, th- don't think that's believable. <laughs> I well, was reading—I was reading one of the things online, kind of the backstory to it, and the 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 screenwriters had an idea to pit them against like Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty, and that's why he mm-hmm. calls him Morty. Morty. Nice. I just made it up. I have no clue. Nice. <laughs> If you really made that up, that was actually above your brain grade, I think. That was a good right. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> uh, he, he's just what so... Tool. He's, I know. <laughs> he was just so... Uh, he didn't prove to be capable against Jeff Blue. So that's his problem. It's not that he's not capable against tourists, because he's doing all these tourist muggings. Well, and he's even beating people down in the bars, and right. people are kind of afraid of him. Nobody so you know nobody steps capable. up to him. So, he's he's good at something. He's Jeff Blue is just so good. Right. That, uh, he doesn't, he can't even stand up to him. And, and Quaid beats the piss out of him and his friend. And I love the moment when uh, he looks down at, at the <laughs> other guy. The passes back out. Yeah, he fake passes out. <laughs> it's great. And we get the beginning, too, of Morty 
spitting a tooth out. Yeah, right. several. He'll do that. He'll do that throughout the movie. Right. And throughout the movie, it's funny. They forget to color in his teeth for it, but by the very end, they color in a lot of them. <laughs> and I love, what, like... Who, who was the other guy? I can't... I'm having oh, I a brain fart. The other in the guy. Very, in the very beginning, there was the other guy, and I was like, oh, it's that guy, and I'm... I didn't recognize him. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I'm going to have to watch it. I didn't recognize it. him as anybody. I'll look, I'll, look through the, I'll look through the things. Dave Chappelle? Yeah, it's Dave Chappelle. That's what it was. It was not. It was Dave Chappelle. It was Ozzy, not. It was Dave sure. Chappelle. One hundred percent. What? It was Dave Chappelle. No In way. In the very beginning, mugging Joe Blue with him or Jeff Blue, sorry, with him with Morty. I would have. So I didn't even was... recognize him. I, I know, but he, he was, was so familiar. young. He familiar to me. That's why this whole movie. A lot of these people look super familiar from the nineties. Holy well, crap. I mean, I thought that uh, he didn't really do anything in between Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and uh, Half-Baked, but apparently he was out there. We just didn't know it. He did the Nutty Professor, Con Air, all that between Half-Baked. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I See, I didn't. I don't think I've seen either of those. You've never seen Con Air? Nope. Wow. Put the bunny back in the box. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's, it's if you really want to watch bad. a movie that's just like a disaster on screen, watch Con Air. And that's all I've heard my whole life, which is why I've never watched it. <laughs> oh, but it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's campy. You just it just gotta realize going into it that uh um the acting from Nicolas Cage blows hard. <laughs> oh. And That's then you have to listen the to the How Did This Get Made episode on Con Air, and it's quite funny. So, um, where were we? Oh, he beats up the two guys, and then he goes back home, and uh, the cops show up. And this is where we get Oba Babatunde and Larry Miller, and Larry Miller is going full on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he is... A master. I if I had never seen that dude before, I would have not known what to think. But <laughs> he, he is such a terrific character actor. My goodness, he took a big swing, didn't he? He swung for the fences and he knocked he it out like of the park. The special like Cajun cousin, <laughs> right? He's doing, right. He's doing New that. Orleans, Prissy New Orleans guy. You know? Oh, I got two daughters. You know, he's just doing that voice. And it's great. And it's so wonderful. In to his credit, he's not the only one doing the voice in the movie. There's a uh, their There's captain a or whatever or whatever his name is that's doing it. Yeah. Right. So, well, it's set it's set in Louisiana, so right. it makes yeah. sense. It it's not uncommon for that to be existing there, but Right. And but this I've is never where we get seen the scene. that guy do that before and it was it was fun. No, and we know he's funny. He's in right. lots of stuff being funny. And he kills it in this movie. I think he's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, uh, he makes it fun. He he brings, yeah, he brings some fun to it too. Obabatunde Sawyer, uh, Lieutenant Sawyer. Um, I forget his first name because that's all that uh, Jeff Blue calls him throughout the whole movie. I forget as well. I want to say it was yeah. Like I, don't, I think Tom even in the, or I, something. Even in the credits, I think Tom. it's just Sawyer. Yeah. And he's always call me lieutenant. So we've got in yep. Sawyer, it's we have another. Sawyer. It's just Sawyer in the credits. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sawyer acts as another foil to Dennis Quaid. So Dennis Quaid not only has Morty, Muerte, he's got Sawyer, and he gets to just be a foil for all these guys. It's hilarious. And how he manipulates them and gets them to do his bidding without them knowing. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the scene where uh, Kathleen Turner, I said, like, truly portrays her annoyance and, and, like, deep love for uh, Dennis Quaid's character while he's giving him the runaround, telling him that he's an Electrolux vacuum salesman. Right. And, you know, she just likes, I think she likes to just see her man having some fun. You know? She does. And it's... And she, I mean, she was definitely annoyed with him because, you know, he didn't tell her about any of it. So when the cops showed up, she was just kind of like, what did you do now? Right. You know, well, he didn't have time to tell her either. He did, he when he walked in, he noticed the cops were there, and he's like, "Oh, better get some stuff on. The cops are here." Right. And then, uh, but, you know, that that was a very fun scene. It was. Then we get the scene where Muerte is in the bar, and you you get the sense that maybe he's a joke because these other criminals decide they're going to start poking fun at him for getting beat up by a guy with a baby, but then he right. beats them all up. Yeah, he like. And they did it one at a time. They did it band I mean, style. Band damn style. <laughs> it was almost as though um, they don't necessarily think he's a joke, but they took the... Opportunity. Like, they pounced on the weakness. Yeah. Right. They took the opportunity to be like, hey, maybe I don't have to live under this guy's thumb because he got right. beat up by a guy with a baby. <laughs> so right. they started poking the bear, and then the bear reacted and beat him all up. Yeah. <laughs> Classic poke in the bear. Which then in turn tell tells us just how awesome Dennis Quaid is. Yeah. Because it's not that Morty is weak, it's that Dennis it's, Quaid yeah, is just that much he, better. He capably beat those guys up and no one stepped to him. No one stepped up to say, hey, you just beat up these other two guys, you better cut it out. No, they were all afraid of him. So that tells you right. something. Right. You know. And he's full Tooch. We oh, didn't talk God. about the fact that uh, Tooch is doing a Spaniard's accent in this movie. A lot. And he's got and his bottom wonderful. jaw pushed out a little bit. So he's got this mm-hmm. thing going on. You know, it's just a little little lispy stuff going on. Coffee? Tea? <laughs> no? No, I'm good! <laughs> you know, he just... It's fantastic. <laughs> As and, always. Yeah. And this movie's full of tiny beats. Yeah, so the little beats in the movie I thought were just great. And they're always worth a laugh. I think there's like a lot of genuine laughs in this movie. There are. I I, I mean, I didn't... I'm going to be honest. I didn't laugh out loud a lot during the movie, but I chuckled. I chuckled Yeah, there are a lot of I, chuckle I, moments. I, it was I'm, fun. There's yeah. one line in this movie that I had to pause the movie because I laughed so hard. <laughs> I don't know if I... What was the line? I'll show you. We'll, we'll get there in a minute. So Okay. Um, now we get another show don't tell moment where we get uh, the blues coming back from their twenty mile run. Well, they well they did holding a baby, right? Because they're just that awesome. They they buy baby seats that have gun compartments too, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I assume that those Standard are specially. Right, I I feel like they're specially made by the CIA or something. Yeah, maybe. maybe you know maybe why not? Because the CIA has to limit their hiring to people with babies. <laughs> Maybe they made this one very special for the blues. That's how awesome they are. Right. That's that's what I meant. There you for go. For sure. It's like their Q lab. 
Like, if it was James Bond, Q would make James Bond a baby carriage that had, like, Uzis in it or something. Right. Because that's what he needs. So this is where we get the entrance of Richard Jenkins, who plays Frank. Great character actor. Um, Yep. And he pulls them into doing a job in New Orleans while they're on maternity leave. And Kathleen Kathleen Turner totally cons him. And they get some extra paid time off and a huge bonus, as we discussed earlier. So it's... Right. That's the only reason I think that they're getting sucked in. But, you know, the tipping point for them is the fact that they love the job, right? Right. And then we get the entrance of the bad girl. The bad guy girl. Novacek. Novacek. And this chick, I forget her name. Off the top of Fiona, I, Shaw. She, Fiona Shaw. She is a fantastic character actor oh, from... Yeah. She's way over, way over the top. But she, yes. Yeah, just like just like uh, Larry Miller, she's got it dialed to eleven, and but she pulls it off because the movie de- kind of demands it at this point. Right. We've already set the basis for this movie where everybody is at oh, eleven. Oh, she's Aunt Petunia in. Yeah, her... she yeah. is Aunt Petunia. Yep. She's also from a hundred thousand movies in the nineties. She's just in everything. She's got a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of stuff. And she's, she all, she's always wonderful. I've yet to see a sour note from her. She was lean in super Mario brothers. There you go. There's the sour (laughs) note. (laughs) So she's the bad guy girl lady. And she wants this new plastic explosive. That's (laughs) a little extra plasticky because it's boom town. Mm -hmm. Um, and she gets a little upset at some colonel guy who used one of the explosives so he could escape, and she kills him to death. She does, yeah, and I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know how she did it. I don't know what's in that vat or. It's salt. It's just salt. So yeah. she has buried him in salt. She's buried him in yeah. salt. Preserves the body. Preserve right. Forever. <laughs> and okay, I'm gonna go on record and say that's kind of dumb, but we get the first okay. instance too right here because she like kisses him to get him like close. That she's kind of a little slutty. She's a femme fatale, is what she is. She uses her feminine oh, wiles oh, oh, oh. I never heard in that. order to, you know, destroy her enemies enough. if need be. That's... I was, I've never heard that before. That was clever. Femme fatale? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that's a, that's a very trope. common phrase. Yeah. Is it? I've yeah, never heard Any female character who uses um, her sexuality well, I, I to... Mean, I... I mean, I get it. I'm not oh, dumb. Never, I just never oh, heard. Oh, you just never heard it? That's crazy. She kills yeah. him with I didn't crash. just make it up. Well, never yeah. mind. You never heard it before. I just made it up. <laughs> I'm kind of worried how stupid people think I am just because I haven't heard it. Now we're going to explain what a straw is, Adam. What is it? it sucks, just it's like you. Imagine circle for kids. <laughs> oh man so uh, we shift over to uh, the blues again walking through some sort of like street where there's shopping going on and we get Oba Baba Tunde walking up to him singing and here we go here's my thing that I, I said a while ago black people singing in public <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing that maybe has been uh, jammed into my mind ever since I saw this movie when I was 11 years old so, there you go there we go but it happens. Oh, I guess. Man. And he, he's totally killing it over coffee with these guys. And then he just decides to get up and thwart a bank robbery single-handedly. In pleated shorts. Well sure. well, sure. Why not? 
That's just what you do. All the while going to because, jail. Because nobody looks at the driver. He's foreshadowing like a mug. And here's mm-hmm. here's where I'm going to state all this, okay? Um, first he goes to jail. He gets bailed out of jail by the governor. And then he says, people in a hurry never look at the driver. It's all part of my brilliant plan. And you're, you're just like, what brilliant plan? They never tell you what's going to happen in this movie. They never treat the no. viewer like an idiot. They never explain no. to you that Dennis Quaid has this thing planned from the get. Right. From this moment, it's all part of my brilliant plan. You know his plan, You like, after the fact, you know that his plan was ridiculous and kind of funny in the way that he is, but you realize that it was planned from the beginning. Right. Right. Like, from the very moment he looked at that file, he started devising this, well, it, this it master just, plan. Well, it kind of goes with everything, even with Morty, you know? It's yeah. like you see how much further he is ahead. Even in the mind game, he's steps ahead. I mean, oh. nobody's on the same page. He's miles ahead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he there is there is things that they foreshadow, like it's all part of my brilliant plan. Um, he says Morty's going to be very useful. And Kathleen Turner goes, you're optimistic. Um, the baby doll they buy. I mean, there's little hints, but they never beat you over the head with their plan. Because if you were to go no. backwards, the only way you'd know what their plan was is having seen the ending. Right. You know, in some right. movies, you can go back and go, oh, I get it. They were This was in service of this, and the whole thing spelled out for me from the beginning. You know, Bruce Willis is a ghost the whole time. <laughs> right. No, this movie doesn't do anything like that, which I think no. is good. They don't treat the audience like an idiot, which right. was probably very common at the time. I think so. Um, I think the audience was were idiots at the time, though. Um, I don't. I don't think that in this in this era, people picked apart movies the way that people do now, the way that we are right now. You know, I just I don't think that the you know aside from Siskel and Ebert, you know, it just wasn't done. Now anybody with a computer can review a movie, and mm. somehow that makes other people feel certain ways about movies yeah well we're doing it so right they, now. <laughs> I, I know i know i recognize that <laughs> but, but you we're know we're trying, trying to be nice we are we are but um i just don't think that it was very common in this in this time period for for people to recognize that the audience doesn't need to be beat over the head with everything you know well, even that, today that we can figure things out you know, I yeah, think even today, when they do this today, they make it so you can't even figure it out like after the movie's over or right. it's, it's not final. Like there's 10 different ways it could be interpreted. This movie has right. a definite conclusion and there's definitely something that happened and it was definitely planned the whole time. But they just they have a lot of respect for the viewer. And I like that. I give a lot of props. I agree. So yeah. on to the next thing. Uh, another funny scene. Um, Quaid goes fishing. He's out in the uh, lobby of that place asking for some guy who's a known associate of Novacek, and he's just smiling for the camera. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just being as ridiculous right. and obvious as you can get. And they come calling eventually. But before they come calling, Muerte meets up with the tur- with uh, the Blues again, and Kathleen Turner turns <laughs> up. Oyster lunch. <laughs> oh, not yet. This is before that. Remember oh. when uh, Kathleen Turner walks up and she's got her shopping bags and she kicks mm-hmm. him in the face a bunch of times? Mm-hmm. 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 
And then they or, go. Then they go for oysters, and this is the line that killed me. They're sitting there having, you know, about to get their oysters, and all the bad guys pull guns on them. Which anybody else thinks six dozen oysters is a lot of oysters? That it, I, as soon as she said that, I'm like, or he said that, I'm like, what? That is outrageous. I have no idea how many oysters to eat. I've never eaten oysters, so. Well, I can't imagine a lot of oysters. Okay. <laughs> I can't imagine more than like four would be, like four should be enough. I would say <laughs> dozen. Be pushing to get a dozen down. I mean, yeah. Anyway, so. Anywho, so, I was like, holy crap! <laughs> Quaid quips. He's like, "Hey, honey, do the oysters come with guns?" And then they go, the bad guys go, no sudden moves. And Quaid rolls his eyes into the back of his head and goes, why? Is there a B on me? And then right. that line killed me. Because he's so sassy. He's like, I don't care if you got guns on me. He's, he's sarcastic. I love it. But at this point, they're all pointing guns at him. And he's he's like, just put out that they would even bother his lunch. He just... Ugh. Right. Why? Is there like, a B you on people me? learned yet? Yeah. And uh, obviously things go well for the Blues and they get out of there just fine. Mm-hmm. Via another uh, another fun thing where him and Kathleen Turner have a back and forth. And like, do you remember what happened in such and such, Marseille or something? She's like, yeah. And then later he's like, why didn't you shoot him under the table? She's like, because that wasn't Marseille. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, which is fun. See, he's, he's not, like, infallible like like some spy movies make their hero out to be that would, like, have this plan in this situation, like, you know, where he knows everything I mean, that's going to happen. He, right, he can't, com- he's not omnipotent. He can't, you know, completely uh, guess or know for- exactly what how the other people are going to behave. But I just, I think that, it's not necessarily that it was quote unquote like planned out by the letter, you know, it was just, he had a general idea of what he was going to do and had contingencies in case it didn't go the way he expected it to, mm-hmm. you know, it was just that good. Yeah. But he's, you know, he messed up something that he did too. He's like, right. You know, I don't even remember what right. happened to me. Oh, and then they, right. they go walking and, Quaid toots his own horn in a parade, mm-hmm. which was cute because all of a sudden, yeah, Kathleen Turner's like, I didn't know he played the trumpet. <laughs> right. the The cop asked him, "How long has he been playing the trumpet?" She's like, "I didn't even know he played the trumpet." <laughs> Oba Baba Tunde. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, "I hate him." <laughs> I get the feeling that you just enjoy saying that word, his what? name. Oba Baba Tunde. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to say. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I don't. Th- uh, I don't Sawyer. think I could if I tried. <laughs> Lieutenant Sawyer mm-hmm. says uh, that he hates him. Then they go back to their house, and uh, th- I-, I noticed this was super cute too. They only own one pair of pajamas, and he wears the bottoms, and she wears the top. That's what? actually an old thing from a Carrie or a Rock Hudson Doris Day thing. They used to do that. Um, it's not that they used to do it. It's that that was one of the meat cutes in. Ah, uh, okay. One of their movies, I can't remember exactly which ones. It was like they were Lumber they were back, each out talk, to get pajamas. They were buying pajamas, and she only wanted the tops, and he only wanted the bottoms. So they just split the pajamas. Aww. Yeah. And they go to 
start making out in bed, and this made me laugh too. And she goes, "Kill the light!" So he punches it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud for that one for sure. It was fun. Oh, next to and the you, cemetery. You could just tell that they have so much fun together. They're just yeah. so in love, and they're so happy with each other, and they just. I wonder if that was improv or if it was part of the script because Kathleen Turner laughs. I don't know if that was legit. I I want to believe that it it wasn't in the script that it was just or improv- went- improvisation by uh, Dennis Quaid, but that's just because that's what I want it to be. Maybe he went <laughs> really big with his take, and that made her laugh. I don't know, but there was it seemed like a genuine laugh, like he made it her did, laugh, which was I thought was cool. Yeah, kill the light for yeah, sure. That's great. So they go to the cemetery and they find that they're the guy that they're trying to manipulate is dead. Mm-hmm. And then they go B and E with a baby, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, Larry Miller's standing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the caps are already in there. Is he eating something there too? Because he's always seemed to be eating something. I think so. I think it. I got the impression that he actually stole something out of the fridge right. of the place <laughs> that they broke into to eat it. I mean, he's always eating something. Later on, when Kathleen Turner has her fit. <laughs> He goes down to help her. He goes, hold my popcorn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so we get some more plot movings. We find out that this guy had money stashed in the bottom of his table. And then mm-hmm. uh, they don't really find anything in the house. And, of course, being the super spy that he is, Quaid walks outside the door as they're leaving and goes, oh, that's funny. There's an ATM right across the way. And he went all the way across town to use one. I wonder why he would do that. Right. And you have, I get the feeling like he knew that before he ever went into the house. I get the feeling that he noticed it on his way in and then just decided to point it out for the cops who are obviously clueless. Well, he's manipulating them so that he'll join, they'll join the next day. Forces, right. right. And he'll be able to use Obababa Tunde and uh, Larry Miller <laughs> to to like be a distraction for him. So that they flush the the rabbit out of its hole, which is what happens. Right. And he grabs the dude and uh, takes him to be tortured by Kathleen Turner, who's in a lab coat from a spa. (laughs) Right. From the hotel. And then she's dressed like, or she's acting like a German somebody says she doesn't speak English and... And they're speaking in German to one another throughout the whole scene about how ridiculous this is and how it's never going to work and all this other stuff. I'm going to pause you right there and remind you it's Russian. It's Russian. Oh, is it Russian? I'm sorry. My bad. That's okay. In case case Dennis Quaid's listening to this one day and he's like, classic Angela. (laughs) Like, we learned Uh, all them Russian lines you don't even know. Right. No, I, I don't speak Russian. Sorry. I don't speak German either, for that matter. I speak uh, English poorly. That could be a good reason why they sound a lot alike, because I have no clue about either one. They both sound angry, that's all I know. (laughs) The guy that they're fake torturing, too, is Saul Rubinak. He's a a great character actor. He's been in lots of stuff. I did not recognize him. Uh, He was on Frasier for a while. Okay. Um, He's a man, just think of a TV show, he's probably been on it. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he's, he's been on Law. Uh, he was he's in Warehouse 13. He had a huge part in that show. Family Matters. Probably. <laughs> he was in The Family Man with Nicholas Cage. Full House. Um, 
I mean, you can go through his IMDb if you want, and you can see he's got credits galore. The dude works. I will do that. But I think I remember him from Frasier because he played Donnie, who was going to marry Daphne. Oh, okay. And uh, it didn't end up happening, obviously. Obviously. Because Niles needed to bang her. Even though he had... I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so... They flushed him out. They fake torture him. He gives up a number. And then they, well, they don't the fake zoo. torture him. They threaten him with the... Well, they feign it with the sewing needles right. and the electrical current. Right. And they're talking they to each other him with in fake Russian. Torture. And they're still, they're still making each other laugh. Mm-hmm. You know? And she, like, what, do you want to do something this afternoon? Yeah, let's go to the zoo. Like, cool. Right. And uh, so, yeah, they... They get the number, and uh, they make him rush out the door because the cops are coming up, and Muerte is waiting outside the door. <laughs> so shove him into- but Dennis Quaid knew that the whole time because he could. He kept popping in out, you know, looking in the window and right. popping out again, and so he got it all. He planned it perfectly so that right in the second that Muerte was going to jump through the door or, or try to sneak up on him. <laughs> yeah, he that- goes, ah! And they just, they shove old That guy runs into him. him. Yeah. And then they go to the zoo, where they're getting tailed by both the cops again, and Muerte. And I forget what uh, uh, Kathleen Turner says. She says something like, it's getting to be like a parade here or something. Yeah. And he's like, we'll have to make a distraction. It'll go a lot faster. She's like, This part was funny. Well, what? And without even like asking her, he's like, my wife's having a fit. Well, he no, he said he said something like that. Like, remember how well this worked in this? Yeah, he's right. We did in the Riviera or something. But that was not a question. No, no. No, she was like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And he's just like, my wife's having a fit. And he just goes for it, and it's hilarious because she's like, I hate you. Uh, and she, she goes starts, right into it, dude. It yeah, was right. awesome. She starts convulsing, right. and she's on the floor or on the ground, and and everybody, everybody you around. know, Larry Miller asks somebody to hold his popcorn. <laughs> and hold then... my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and then Quaid takes off and gets Morty to follow him, and he's near the alligator pit, and Morty tries to <laughs> jump him, and Quaid just sidesteps and is like zip, throws him in the alligators. <laughs> And Tooch is in an and alligator pit. And then gets pit. him to get naked. Well, yeah, but legit, Tooch is in an alligator pit. Right. With real alligators. That's, that's like, pretty sweet. Like for reals? Yeah, they're like right there. Wow. And he climbs up a tree and then uh, Quaid convinces him to get naked so he can build a rope with his clothes. Right. And this is the first Which time we get... Which need. Can I get He's you anything, Morty? Spy. Can I get you anything? Coffee? Tea? Coffee? Tea? No. No, just get me the hell out of here! And he says that line exactly in the end, too. <laughs> so much. Right in the water. <laughs> mm, anything? Coffee? Tea? No? No? <laughs> and he, he also robs him. He robs Morty of 60 bucks for a stroller. Right. Like, well, he does. He's yeah. He's like, well, you owe me a stroller, so I'm taking this. Yeah. He also planted the whole. He also planted a yes, bug on him. That was the or whole a, reason he got his clothes, so he could put the right. bug in his wallet. Because it's all part of his ingenious think, plan. Right. And it was a, it was a tracer or something, wasn't it? Yeah, something where device. he could trace his movements yeah. up to fifty miles away. The tracker. 
Right. And is it at all a coincidence that when they were testing out the tracker in the apartment earlier, it was done on an alligator? Uh, I, don't I did not notice that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe there's Maybe. slight foreshadowing in this movie. Oh, there's so, lots of foreshadowing. He takes his wallet, his jacket, his pants. He loses his boots and Quay takes off. <laughs> Says, I'll send somebody I mean, for help. <laughs> and not only that, he like tears out all of his clothes up. Yeah, he tears them in half. you know, going to fashion a rope. Oh, man. <laughs> It doesn't work. <laughs> he just no. leaves them there. <laughs> I love it too when the first time he asks him for his pants, he says, Give me your pants. And Morty goes, No way. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see Quaid. Yeah, he's there's just, a lot of laughing moments in this movie, man. When, uh, there were. When Tooch looks back at Quaid after the pants thing, Quaid's just chomping his teeth together. He's like, Right. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, it made me laugh. It was funny. And then uh, flash forward to Morty in the bar. And there's an old lady telling him a story. And I had no idea that was going to be Kathleen Turner. Me neither. <laughs> I was completely shocked when she walked in the door at the hotel. And she starts taking off her mask. And I'm like, what? That didn't look yeah, anything I, like I, her. I, yeah, I Nothing. Talked. I caught it just towards the end of the conversation. I'm like, wait a minute. And then when she got to the, when they cut to the next scene, I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, I was like, that was really good. Yeah, it was. I thought that that was the bag lady from the beginning. Me t- I mean, I knew it wasn't the bag lady from the beginning, right. but she played quite a role in this entire movie as well. Yeah. We haven't mentioned her yet at all. Yeah, she keeps ratting on people, which is why Muerte trusts her, I guess, to that she has information because she's always talking to people. She's always she sees everything. Everything. She's the back lady. Mm-hmm. She's the she's the one who first told the cops that uh, Joe Blue was the guy who beat up Morty yeah. and Dave right. Chappelle. Got yeah. the cops on the Blues' tail to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, they use Muerte as bait now to try to get to Novacek. So, they that's the plan. They give him the number. He calls, and he gets picked up by a boat and taken straight to her. Now, they'd have Novacek's location. Okay. Big section of their plan. He's going to be very useful. Yep. Uh, uh, Quaid rents a boat. That's where we're at. I want to rent a boat. And it's a big <laughs> boat. And Ted hops a ride. It's his name, Ted. Ted Sawyer. Yeah. And they go off to get the bad guys. But uh, before they get there, Turner got herself caught, her and the baby, by some taser dude. Yep. Taser face. Taser face. (laughs) 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 Uh, Out of all the names in the world, you thought of calling yourself Taser face? He's in face. Oh, God. He's a galaxy, yes. too. <laughs> Guardians, too. Oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh... <laughs> so, Turner's caught. Quaid and Ted run into Novacek and her armed flunkies, and they're all captured. And the yep. whole elevator ride down, Novacek's, like, got this lady boner for Quaid. Yeah, she it's, does. It's pretty funny. And Quaid finds out that Kathleen Turner's been caught, and he's all pissed off, and he uh, sells Muerte out as his superior, which is pretty funny. That is hilarious. <laughs> it's like, no, no. 
<laughs> no, I'm Marty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he like he likes Novacek too because when he first meets her, he's like, "My name is Muerte." And she's like, "As in right. death?" And he's like, "Oh, you speak Spanish?" Huh? Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. So it's almost like, like he finally found someone who got him, you know. Yeah. I think she does get him. She gets me. And if uh, she didn't think that he was a uh, a uh, associate of the blues, she might have probably been boning him too. She's Oops. constantly boning people throughout this movie. Yeah, being a femme fatale that she is. Yeah. Oh man, so uh, they say, "Hey, Kathleen Turner, give us the baby so we can murder you." So she chucks the baby in the air, and it turns out to be a bomb. Well, yep. it's it's a. It's a uh, dummy baby. Yeah, it's, it's a the, it's, it's a baby the, doll. It's, it's the very it's not baby, their baby doll that they bought earlier in the movie. Right. right, right. I just wanted to make sure everybody was aware yeah, they, they did not strap a bomb to their baby and throw it in the air. <laughs> yeah, they didn't murder their baby. And this time, Muerte has to spit out two teeth because yeah. that explosion was pretty big. It was. But Novacek gets away and she climbs the tallest tower and tries to hop a ride with a chopper. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a funny scene where Muerte can't get a a gun from a dead guy's hand and he shoots himself in the foot. In the foot. He, he's hopping up the stairs and busts through that one stair. And he goes, <laughs> I mean, the stair was already half buckled. I don't know why you would hop. Well, he jumped over onto... that one to the next one. That's why. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. That's right. Um, throughout the movie, they've said that Jeff Blue can't shoot. So that's why he never yeah, carries a gun and that he had to bribe his way to pass to get into the CIA and the FBI and stuff. But yeah. Kathleen right. Turner is like a one shot. She, yeah. She is dead shot. Yes. I'm trying to think of the chick who was like the the crack shot back in the Old West. Oh, An- Annie Oakley? Annie Oakley. Yeah, she's very Annie Oakley. Thank you, Adam. Tell you what, you being in the history buff, you should have had that one. Yeah, you think I would have. <clears throat> but, but it had to do with the gun, so I'm pretty solid. <laughs> I've, I've only had one cup of coffee today, so I'm a little behind. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, she's taking everybody out, and Ted's like, holy crap. <laughs> He's completely jealous. Um, Novacek's hanging from the ladder, and she drops the case. So, uh... Quaid snags Turner with a crane, gets her down from the uh, the tower that Novacek was on because Kathleen Turner decided to ride the elevator on the bottom. <laughs> right. She looked like a helpless child hanging there, too. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Just do 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 So they get her with the Whenever crane. Whenever you're ready. And then uh, Turner and Novacek have a mud wrestle. And Quaid yells, make it look real. I'm like, what is he talking yeah. about? So Novacek beats up Kathleen Turner, gets a, and uh, Kathleen Turner beats her back up. And as they're all laying there in victory, <clears throat> the helicopter comes back down. Is like everyone in the dirt, and Novacek's like, "Oh, thank you for saving me." And she gets in the helicopter, hands over the case, and gets arrested because nobody looks at the driver. Nobody, and it was the, the CIA. Driver. It was Richard Jenkins, and come to find out, they couldn't just arrest her. And send her back. She had to willingly, yeah. She had to willingly get into and fly back to Czechoslovakia. So no extradition laws. Happy ending, right? Happy ending. They hop on. We're not done yet. They're sailing away to Cuba. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? And um, Muerte pops out for one last try at revenge. From the boat. <laughs> I love it. Like, you see him walking down, like, the dock, and all of a sudden they're set the sail, and he's, like, in the boat. It's yeah, like, in what the, the boat. So he's Maybe he good needs at... to be a spy. Right. He is, it's not like he's completely helpless. It's just... No, he's smoking dagger enough. He, uh, yeah. So he gets knocked off the boat just by a turn of the wheel. Freaking right. Quaid doesn't even get up. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Kathleen Turner throws him a life preserver. And then they head to Cuba. Yep. So there it is. Undercover Blues. Undercover Blues. A sequel yeah, I'm really glad you picked this one, Joe. You did good, buddy. Yeah, thanks, man. You know, some of the times I'm afraid that nostalgia for a movie you haven't seen in like 25 years is like clouding things. But this movie, I think, totally holds up. Absolutely. That, does, that is not the case. Awesome. It's I... a diamond in the rough, dude. Diamond in the rough for sure. For sure. And yeah. Out of the four of us that usually record, I'm the only one who'd seen it. Shannon had never seen it. And you guys had never seen it, and we all loved it. <laughs> yeah. So for sure. Any last thoughts on the movie? Mm. I just thought no. it was a great mix of you know everything that was great about the nineties. Uh, mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci, uh, Dennis yeah. Quaid. There was there wasn't a ton of special effects. All the stunt work was really well well done, well handled. It looked real. Larry Miller, oh my gosh, stole every scene he was in. I I mean there wasn't I don't have a bad thing to say about it really. Yeah, I like the I love the fact like um one of my favorite things is watching this and I knew immediately I was gonna like it when I saw Dennis Quaid go get into his character, right? Mm-hmm. Um he is definitely able to slip into that, and he's consistent with it the whole way through. It wasn't right. patchy. It wasn't spotty. He was Jeff Blue the whole way through this movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and also, Kathleen Turner was Jane all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's rare you see that kind of chemistry. And then also, like, uh, them just having fun with it. And I think because it was a lighthearted film... Um, in that sense, I was just like, I'm sold. This is probably going in. I mean, this is one. You, I, I kid you not. I was watching this. I'm like, man, this. I bet you dollars, my dad would have loved this movie. Oh, he, like, you know, it's rare I come across a movie and be like, man, my dad would love this one, right? He, he might have seen it back then. You know? He probably had. He probably yeah. had. And it's just like it was just a good flick. Everything about it was good, man. Solid. There was a. Yeah, you're supposed to pick bad, good, bad movies. This wasn't bad at all. Well, it's got a 30% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, so... Oh, gotcha. Okay, I gotcha. So this right. is a movie that I love that people think is bad, and I think this is cult classic material. It just never caught right. on with people, you know? But can you see now why whenever I think of Stanley Tucci, I think of Muerte? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I will crushed. also be thinking of Muerte for crushed. the rest of my life. I'm never going to see him another way. <laughs> this, is the first, this is the first thing I ever saw him in. And from this point on, I was always like, hey, it's Muerte. And no one ever knew what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you calling that guy death? That's weird. Right. Yeah. Muerte forever. And like you guys said, everything about this movie, I think, is solid. Everybody plays their part. It's fun to watch. Um, it's got some jokes in it. And yeah, if we had and like this... some different opening credits, 
maybe more people would have been able to get on board faster. A lot of people sh- probably shut it off before the movie ever started. Right. And uh, this movie finally makes me understand how anybody ever called Dennis Quaid a heartthrob. Because <laughs> I honestly had no idea. I didn't get it. Oh, like, dude's like a stud. He, he was. A stud. I, well, no. he is. What's sci-fi, <laughs> what sci-fi movie was he in with... Um, uh, Oh, that oh, the black guy that played the principal. Um, well, you're narrowing it down. No, By a on. lean on me. I mean, <laughs> oh, I knock it off. Sorry, I have no idea. With a black guy who played the principal in what? He played a uh, principal in uh, not maybe not lean. Maybe it was lean on me. Oh, Morgan I know Freeman? what you're talking about. You're talking about frequency. No, no, I'm not talking about frequency. Don't be stupid. There's a black guy as his partner in that movie. It's Andre Brower. No, 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 no. Uh, it was an old movie uh, mm-hmm. played with the... Uh, shoot, it had to be 70s, 80s, maybe. Um, you guys keep talking. I'll find it. <laughs> okay. I mean, keep... He was on Inner Space, too. Yeah, FYI. Inner Space is pretty great. But he's super charming in this movie. I can I can see where like this one might have changed your mind. Absolutely. But let's let's put this in perspective here, okay? I was six when this movie came out, and that's probably why I never seen it. And the very first thing I remember Dennis Quaid from was the parent trap in nineteen ninety eight where he played a dad. Yeah. When I was, you know sixteen a kid. Or 14 right. Or whatever. I, I wasn't sixteen. No, I was 12 maybe 12, yeah, 12. and that you know he was a dad yeah so by I'm that like, point he's in his gross. 40s or whatever right i'm like he's no heartthrob he's old you know and that's that's well, and i've never seen any of his earlier work up to this point so now i understand i'm like oh yeah he he was he's, he's a, a heartthrob he's a good looking dude you know yeah but he was a good looking dude and he it's was pretty charming rare and that he was, he was like and... this charming in a movie right you know Inner space, he's pretty. He's pretty charming in that movie too. But to this one, he's ramped up to eleven. <laughs> yeah. And All I, right, real quick, we got to get to our ratings because my phone's about to die. Okay, so as it is, um, Adam, why don't you start, buddy? While you're looking for a movie, what would you rate this movie? Um, I rate this movie. Um, I'm gonna give it an eight point five. That's a good rating. Nice. It's a good movie. Okay. Uh, it's everything I I liked. I, I would like it. I mean, I like it to be. So I mean, it was fun. It wasn't too serious, but it wasn't too like foolish. You know what yeah, I mean? And it wasn't. And dumb. the chemistry and everybody acting did awesome in this film. Mm-hmm. There's no bad acting in this film, dude. Absolutely. What so, about you, Angela? That's what I give it. I give it an eight. I had a lot of fun watching it, and I will be watching it again in the future. Oh yeah. This one is on repeat for me, too. <laughs> you know, I'm glad that I finally found it and that I can watch it over and over again. And, you know, it's something me and Shannon will probably watch together, which is good. And I give it an 8 as well. Um, you know, it's completely solid. Completely solid. Well acted. Fun. Movie. If you've never seen it, which is probably pretty likely, um, figure out a way to get your hands on a copy of it and watch it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. It is so much fun. Yes. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon or Vudu or uh, 
Oh, iTunes or anything, and it is worth the three or four bucks you're going to pay for it. Right. I'm sure you can find a DVD of it on eBay for a dollar or something. Right. That'd be worth your time. But Absolutely. Yeah. That was Undercover Blues, guys, and everyone, even Shannon, who's not here today, we all highly, highly recommend this movie. It definitely deserves to uh, be on your rotation for movies to watch during the year. So, Thanks for listening, Absolutely. everybody. But before we go... As always, we want to talk about what we're going to watch for next week. <laughs> it is a I cannot wait for next week. I'm so excited. Tim Burton classic, but boy, is it awful. It's so awful. <laughs> it's bad. But so much fun to watch. In certain points, yes. Uh, we're talking yes. about the classic movie Mars Attacks. Mm. With uh, the aliens. A- 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 aliens. I remember that being a horrible, horrible movie. So it'll be interesting to watch it. Oh, Isn't your memory is not wrong. Mm, I don't remember. Are you thinking of Independence Day? I'm not thinking of Independence Day. I thought Randy Quaid was in both. I, I could know, be wrong, though. I don't remember Pierce Brosnan's in it. And oh, Nicholson. yeah, it's Pierce Brosnan. Sorry. that's Yeah, Randy Quaid and Pierce Brosnan. Randy Quaid, Pierce Brosnan. I see where you get that confused. <laughs> yeah. Every, let's just, like, if you were going to play a movie game where you had to guess, uh, like... A movie that someone's been in you know this mm-hmm. would be a good one everybody's in this movie right freaking tom jones is in this movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not unusual great to see now I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have that song stuck in my head all day <laughs> that yeah. earworm is my arch nemesis there you go <laughs> the uh carlton dance right yeah, yeah, yep. the Carlton dance. Nice. So that'll be for next week, guys. Uh, Mars attacks. Uh, we will probably rip it apart more than we say that we love it, but it'll be fun nonetheless. <laughs> yep. So until then, uh, thanks for listening. Check out um, all of our news and reviews. I guess uh, we we had other reviews to the website moviedummies.com and go check that stuff out there. Um, yeah. So yeah. Us. For Adam, I'm Joe. <laughs> and for Joe, I am Adam. And I'm Angela. Yeah, Bye, guys. there we go. There you go. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. <laughs> and, and as always, Joe. Oh, who am I going to do? Let me do it as Muerte? Yeah. How would I do that? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Coffee, tea, no, no. What I want, what I want is a Michael Bay. <laughs> awesome. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.